hey, good thing Dumbledore put the ring on his dick, because then he'd have a crispy dick. Ooh. So was, crispy! That, that would have been rough, man. What's your name? Oh, hi, I'm Harold. <laughs> We're recording. Did you like how I switched so quickly to be like... I was like, we are actually recording, aren't we? Yes, so, my name's Adam. Basic snitches time, that's us. Yeah, this is chapter 18. 18. Crispy dick. <laughs> um, birthday surprise. Birthday surprises. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'm like, I have nothing else to say. Adam's done speaking for the rest of the podcast. That's right. This is now the Terror Podcast. <laughs> Welcome. The Terror Podcast is also ASMR. What if we did the entire episode like this? I phone would turn that off. You whisper! No, I'm bad at ASMR, obviously. Okay. Well. I failed. I'm sitting here thinking, should I acknowledge all of our patrons in ASMR? Ashley. Brian, Brittany, Jen, Layla, Mary Beth, Megan, Macy, Nicole, and Olivia. And if I had acrylic nails on right now, that's when I would tap them on the microphone. You can also be one of our patrons. I don't always whisper them when I acknowledge them in every episode, but you also get exclusive content every single week. Just go to patreon.com slash basic snitches. So, last chapter, winner-loser. I have no idea who the winner is, and the loser could be a multitude of people. Take a guess on the loser. You had thoughts on Hermione, so I'm going to say Hermione lost. It is not Hermione. It's Voldemort. Voldemort murdered people. Voldemort is not the loser. Oh, I don't know. The loser is Dumbledore. Okay, I stand by that. I stand by your answer. (laughs) The winner is controversial. The winner is Voldemort. The winner is Voldemort. Because he murdered people. Because he learned what Horcruxes were. We haven't learned what well, they are, but he did. <laughs> I guess. And that is part of his grandmaster plan, and it is part of what makes him stronger and how he learns things. Listen, getting the win does not mean that I like you. It just means that you had the most successful chapter okay. out of everyone. That's a good way to distinguish between points. And yeah, because I'm you're never going to give points here on, to I'm Voldemort. Just... You're not going to... He sucks. That's true. I'm glad I'm learning about this nuance here on episode 175 or whatever. I feel like once I gave Draco a win and you were like, okay. I mean, sure. That makes sense. He did achieve success. Yeah. Success. He I got think his Voldy's ring. gotten another one, too. He got his revenge. <clears throat> Birth of Voldy. Let's go. That's right. This is where we learned he decided I'm no longer Tom Brady because my father was a muggle. He got a win. Y'all can be like, the fuck is wrong with you? There's a list, friends. We don't have time. Now we have to listen to Tara talk more. <laughs> Read my thing, lady. Okay, Adam sent me a thing for chapter 18. The email is titled, Thing, 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 Do, 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 Do. It's a nice departure from October 17th, 1745. <laughs> chapter 18. Birthday surprises. Harry tells Hermione and Ron about his homework, and we learn that horcruxes are such a rare form of magic that Hermione hasn't even heard of them. Ron says he should just ask Slughorn about it at Potions. For some reason, Harry listens to Ron and it doesn't go well. So now after Potions, Slughorn is, albeit temporarily, Anki. And Hermione and Ron are being bitches because Harry knows what a Bezor is and he has the nerve enough to provide that to Slughorn before he becomes Anki. Luckily, it's a good thing that Harry learns this, so I guess well done Snape for writing that in that book. Hermione has found hardly any information about Horcruxes other than 
that they're bad. Speaking of bad, why is it that a school for children has some of these awful books in the restricted section? It's time for apparition class, which should be fun and exciting if it weren't for their ministry-trained professor Wilkie Twycross being almost as bad a teacher as Snape. Everyone just falls on the ground for an hour, except for Susie Bones, who breaks hers. Harry chooses this moment to spy on Draco, and then becomes obsessed at looking for him on the Marauder's Map, which somehow he keeps disappearing from. Soon it's Ron's birthday. Goiter Lady made Ron a Pisces for some reason, which shows that Goiter Lady didn't research astrology at all when she wrote this book. In Harry's search for his boyfriend on the map, he didn't notice that Ron, in a birthday frenzy, ate the cauldron cakes that Harry had removed from his trunk that, speaking of horcruxes, Romilda Vane gave him. So now Ron loves Romilda. Too bad Hermione isn't here to see this. Harry thinks fast and brings Ron to Slughorn's office, who gives Ron the anecdote and then poisons him with mead. Good job, Slughorn. Luckily, Harry knows all about Bezoars now. That's a fucking great thing. Oh, thank you. I really like this. Thank you! I was like, eh, it's gonna do. When I write my thing, a lot of my notes end up being in my thing, because my literal first note is that if Hermione hasn't heard of Horcruxes, you know that it's rare. I mean, absolutely. A little bit later, like after potions or something, she talks about how she went into the library, and she only found that one line. She's like, why even fucking mention them? And honestly, Hermione, same. You're completely correct. <laughs> right? Yeah, like, I almost wonder what the context is. It's just, like, the worst magic ever. Basically. But if they're going to have these types of potions that she's talking about in a school, then why not just say what it is, I guess? But And this is also, I didn't write this in my note, but we talked about it in the last chapter where she kind of, like, stomps away. Because Ron and Hermione drama is still going Literally, on. she's, like, telling Harry, I think it's going to be difficult, you should be very careful, and Harry just very clearly, it's a very innocent comment. Ron reckons I should hang out after class. She's like, oh, wow. Ah. Wine, wine says so. Stomp, stomp, stomp. And we're like, what the fuck, Hermione? It drives me crazy. Now this obviously is the immature part. This is really, about. yeah, really like, immature. Like I said, last chapter, I was just like, come on, let's grow up. But this, I'm like, the fuck? Because she's like- It's completely this. unlike. Yes. I could 100% stand by it because children and, you know, not having experienced anything. If Ron had actually hurt her right. and been unkind to her, if this were the fourth book where he was being a fucking asshole about shit, sure, that would be like, not? okay- but that's we're, where she has a little bit more grace. Too. Yeah, she has so much more grace. And two years later, he has a girlfriend and she's like just mad at his existence because he has a girlfriend and like throws a fucking fit and storms away from Harry. It's almost like she hasn't been able to process her feelings at all because she, she didn't recognize yeah. them in the first place. I think that's absolutely it. And again, mm -hmm. Goiter Lady just doesn't understand how this shit works. That's possible too. That's really yeah. because I'm like, you created this character who we solidly spend all this time with in the last six books and we're like we 100% have agreed that she is not following the personality of this character in any way that makes sense mm -hmm. and there are options obviously Hermione can be super super mature about everything because she's very capable of it and she's emotionally more intelligent than maybe everyone in the fucking book then she does this shit and you're like that doesn't match with a person who uses a time turner to not only go back 
in her classes, but also is still on top of helping Hagrid and handling the fact that boys are being mean to her. Yeah. And she's fucking 13 in that book. So it's like, you don't understand how this works, and now you're just turning her into a little bitch. So I guess my question is, because I don't remember this, how does this end up resolving? Get ready for the next recording session. You'll learn. Oh, it is? Okay. Well, at least it resolves quickly, because it's getting old. Very old. Harry's like uncomfortable in potions because they're all sitting at the same table. And Hermione's like, I'm just going to ignore both of you now. Right. What the fuck did Harry do? Well, it's that she doesn't want anything to do with Ron. Yeah. So she's just going to go over by Ernie. But yeah, that's essentially the next thing that happens is they're in potions. Now, my main thing here is the theory stuff is really, really jarring. Some of this stuff, when they're talking about whoever's like third principle and blah, blah, um, blah. It is Yeah. (laughs) Gulp a lot. Sounds like somebody who sucks a lot of dick. I mean, he probably do. So. But he's good at potions. So whatever. So does Snape. It's fine. But he also sucks a lot of dick. And he's good at potions. Potion people must be good at dick sucking. Slugcorn also exists, so. Well, <laughs> we know what you're up to <laughs> with those slug clones. So yeah, that's basically the next thing is that we are in potions. We're learning about all this theory and the fact that reading some of this stuff from the class, wow, we have gone way far away from the tap dancing pineapples. Oh yeah. It feels like they're actually talking about theory here, like actual like cuff shit. This is also where <laughs> Harry doesn't have a lot of notes. Well, because Harry doesn't actually understand the theory, and Hermione right. is like, well, Prince can't help you this time. And this also annoys me, because Hermione are better than that. Just outperform Harry and let it go. Like, if you're ignoring him in this moment, just ignore him fully. Don't yeah. come back and be like, oh, by the way, now you're going to fuck this up. Also, But I don't I, blame that he fucks it up, yeah. because it's so, like, advanced, too. You know? Well, no, but also I'm going to say about that is, to me, in my brain, anyway, this is, like, the difference between the lecture and the lab. I was terrible in the lab, but Mm -hmm. I was good at the lecture Mm -hmm. because I had a really good teacher the one year that when I took chemistry class in college. I have a really great teacher in my lecture, but I didn't have one in my lab, so I had different professors, which was terrible. But also, some people are just naturally better in some areas than others. When I was in high school biology, I still did better in lecture than I did in lab, and I had the same teachers for those that's the kind of learner i am and so harry who we have already established is actually not a bad potions person in general yes following the prince's directions are making him a stronger potions student he makes the choice to follow these rules and he has been successful and i'm sorry i have no problem with him using the book for potions Mm -hmm. and if slughorn were to be like oh wow you have that book he could be mad about it or he could be like wow this is a really great tool i agree that slughorn wouldn't care the fact that he does this does take a lot of nerve to just be like oh here's a visor boom that's exactly what slughorn accepts and he even gives him points for it which of course really pisses hermione off Right. There's something to be said about taking a risk like that. Yeah. Harry is using this book, and the only difference is that there's these notes in there. Hermione, you're using the exact same book and following those instructions. Yeah. That will also get you probably a passing grade, but in this case, Harry just has some additional information here. Like, if Harry were to follow the book's instructions Mm -hmm. exactly, he would also get there. The reason why this lesson is different, of course, and I kind of admire what Harry did and the way that Slughorn reacted to it. But the fact that there's this additional theory, it's not that he can just look in the book because he doesn't know what the content of the vial is. You know? Right. And everything with Harry, it's not just fucking schoolwork. He has to get that memory from Slughorn. 
Mm. He can't just like suddenly be fucking shitty at potions. That's not going to put Slughorn in a good mood. Yeah, Him being cheeky here is like the thing that saves him. And obviously it doesn't go well with what he does afterward anyway. It could go even worse if he hadn't done quick thinking. Yeah, the thing with Harry is understanding that there's more important things at stake here. Yeah. Which of course that's never going to be Hermione thing. I mean, I always think back to like, it'll get us killed or was expelled. Right. That is what her major priority is. I do think that changes over the remainder of the series, but yeah, I think that that's a good point that using the Bezer is also, or Bezor, I'm going to say it different every single time. You don't uh, actually know how it's pronounced. Okay. <laughs> I think Bezor probably makes I think it's Bezor. But that risk that he takes is exactly that. It helps him with Slughorn. The other thing here, because after class, of course, there's more Ron and Hermione drama. It really is showing a lot about both of their egos and like what they care more about. In this instance, because when you boil it down to just both of them are following in instructions and one of the instructions is slightly different it has to do with the ego of Hermione having to do better because Hermione can still pass the class and get great marks but it's the comparison to Harry here so they Mm -hmm. need to like take a look at their ego for Hermione in particular because I think Ron is not at fault as much as Hermione at this point Hermione's been way more Ron in this class we're like come on I mean (laughs) Ron in this class is such a fucking joke let's talk about how Harry in the last chapter was like look have you not learned I'm like an awful student? Right. Ron is in a whole different other league. All of that happens. We do have this other little moment with the thing about the library. I already kind of touched on the books that Hermione sees in the restricted section. But then we very quickly get into Apparition. Wilkie Twycross. He looked like a ghost. And, like, it's interesting because there is even a little note, like, I wonder if he looks so pale and almost, like, see-through because he apparates so much. Uh-huh. Which is kind of interesting. I don't think we ever figure out why he actually looks like that, but interesting choice. And then when we want to talk about Snape being like, hey, use nonverbal spells, just start doing it. Just Just remember the three Ds. Dicks, dumps, and doo-doo. For real. That's all you give them? And then they just, like, fall on the floor for an hour? One of them tears himself apart. And that's, like, the best thing anybody does, even though it's incredibly painful and, like, traumatic. Are you fucking kidding me? And then the fact that this happens over and over and over again, and other people continue to splinch, you don't want to tell them what to do in the case of a splinching. Like, use it as an opportunity, even though it's still awful. Mm -hmm. Or, like, anything else other than the three Ds. That's all he fucking says. This was the other thing I mentioned in the last episode where they do take away that rule of no apparating in Hogwarts, which is kind of interesting. I get it. Like, what else are they going to do? But ultimately, like, I love apparition. That's the number one thing that I want to learn in this world. Like I've said in the past, like, I would be very, very determined, which the real 3Ds are destination, deliberation, and determination. Determination. Destination, determination, deliberation. I think that order. Whatever. Three Ds. For real, like, okay, but those are words until you, like, give people a way to focus on them. And these are kids. Who already have so much other things to think about and worry about and everything. You know, like you just said, that they make it so that they can apparate just in that, like, like, one area of the school. What if they fucking screwed up? They're looking at the hoop, but they're actually not focused. And then they try to apparate outside of the room accidentally. What happens? Right. You can say that all you want. There's still, like, a huge, huge margin of error here. Yes, I would be extremely determined to do this, but when I'm not given more information, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? 
I'd so, be afraid that I'd end up like Susan Bones, which sounds painful. And several people do. So, I'm not a big fan of Wilkie Twycross at the moment. No. We'll see what happens. When this name came up, I definitely recognized this name. Though. It's a funny name, though. It's very out of the box. It's interesting, because when we compare him to, let's say, Professor Tofty, for example, mm-hmm. another ministry, like, educator, it's so different. Because I was like, oh, Tofty, there's something about him that was, like, very, like, warm and stuff. Mm-hmm. This guy... If we're bringing in somebody to teach aberration, and this is what we get, holy shit. Like, right? Man. Everyone is clearly, like, all with their houses, and then Harry's like, I gotta go spy uh, on Yeah, Draco. I'm like, why did you take this opportunity to do that? Because he, like, he always takes any opportunity he can to spy on Draco, because he loves him. And he even says <laughs> something to Draco, like, well, I would want my friends to be, like, around me like, or Harry is just like, so fucking sassy sometimes for, like, non-productive reasons. I'm like, Harry, that's really not helpful. I thought this was a little bit weird. And, I mean, it does give him that context to show that they're kind of his scouts when yeah. he's doing whatever he's doing. Of course, I guess we can talk about that now. Obviously, what it is, they're, like, the lookouts for when he goes into the vanishing camp. Uh-huh. Obvious. Who goes into the room of requirement. Yes. I mean, I can't remember if we see too much more apparition class, but and if anybody improves from it. I mean, eventually, obviously, we know there's a lot of it in book seven, so. Desperate times. There's also a lot of it in the Fantastic Beasts movies. Yeah, very, very much. After this, this is when he goes right up and to get the map. And he starts looking at it to see if he can see where Draco is going. This kind of blends right into Ron's birthday. Yeah, like, it's a... Time passes. Like they had his determination to catch Malfoy. Harry had no luck at all over the next couple of weeks. He spotted Crabbe and Goyle moving around the castle on their own, sometimes remaining in stationary and deserted corridors. But at these times, Malfoy was not only nowhere near them, but impossible to locate on the map at all. So just hints are there. And then the next thing is birthday. Because March 1st, there's supposed to be a trip to Hogsmeade. It's canceled. And Ron is sad because it's his birthday. Yes. And that's where I was like, why is Ron a Pisces? They could have waited just a couple more weeks and he would have been an Aries, which would have made a lot more sense. And then they keep talking about apparition is difficult. My favorite is that frustration was running high and there was a certain amount of ill feeling toward Wilkie Twycross and his three Ds which had inspired a number of nicknames for him, the politest of which were Dog Breath and Dunghead. Yeah, and the others were the ones I used a couple of minutes ago. Yeah. So it does kind of, like, bounce around a little bit back between, like, Apparition, <laughs> him spying on Draco, all that. But yeah, just kind of move the time forward and exactly. see that, yeah. Because I do like how it kind of melds in with Ron's birthday. Within this, we also get the Felix Felicis mention, which is worth bringing mm-hmm. up as like that little bit of foreshadowing and reminder that that's still in play. And then this is where he goes back into his trunk, trunk to get the map and he takes out the cauldron cakes. Yeah. And Ron mistakes them as a gift. Yeah, the chocolate cauldrons that are filled with fire whiskey. Yes. Throws them on the floor and then Ron thinks they're a gift and he picks them up and then suddenly he's like I love Romilda Vane yeah and it's like, like the fuck very sudden well at first it very much the movie does a good job of this in fact I really love how the movie does it basically it starts off as just like an infatuation sort of thing and then it's not Lavender it's Romilda and I like as this is going on, I'm like, oh my god, Romilda, you are such a fucking bitch. Right? Like, um, Harry's like, what kind of joke is this? And Ron's like, it's not a joke. And he hits him. Yeah. And then Harry's like, something is fucking off. <laughs> yeah, he levied corpus is him. Yes, he do. There is something in here that talks about, like, when left sitting, love potions tend to become stronger, which is worth noting, and thus the, like, 
passage yeah. of time and all of that. And I really like how immediately Harry is like, okay, we need to go see Slugs. Hold yeah. On. He thinks about it, immediately takes him out. I feel so bad for Lavender on the way out. Oh my god, me too. Can you imagine the sudden shift? And of course, Romilda is established as being kind of a hot girl and whatnot. Right. Yes, there are definitely moments. The one-one thing is definitely a little bit annoying. But like, if you're in her shoes and this happens, I feel like that would be a little bit heartbreaking. Yeah, that's your boyfriend. I don't care. Like, yeah. And I liked how Harry, like, tries to give her, like, an apologetic smile, but it does not look like that. So they rush to Slughorn. Luckily, Slughorn's kind of gotten over the... Harry's weirdness. Yeah, and, and asking about the... Which we actually really didn't touch on too much after the potion stuff. Yeah, because Harry was like, oh, just let him think I forgot about it. And then Harry definitely was like, mm, maybe he has not forgotten about it. Well, it definitely seems like he kind of, like, brushes aside and, like, you know, that's not really the focus anymore, which is good. So they rush there. Very quickly, he's like, we need an anecdote. I like that the Bezor and the anecdote thing happened early in the chapter because it's a nice through line. Yeah. And how Slughorn is like, oh, I thought you could maybe do this. Mm. But then Harry very quickly is like, well, this is a very strong love potion. Like, Never done one for love potion. Yeah. So on yeah. and so forth. And, like, this is, like, very serious. He's very very infatuated. He gives him the anecdote. And, and Ron's like, what the fuck? I hate myself. <laughs> yeah, that's an or interesting <laughs> counter effect when you think about it. Because we've talked about how love potions can be dangerous, how it really fucks with people's like <laughs> emotions and things like that. But then to think like when it wears off, how drastic that might be. And again, when we get to the movie, I think that they portrayed that really well. Oh, yeah. How, like, you must have this lovely feeling. It must feel really, really good. And then when it's gone, it's like, oh, my God. It truly is playing with your emotions. Yeah. So th that then gets Slughorn to be like, okay, well, let's give this child some alcohol. <laughs> right, because that's what we better. fucking do. We just give people alcohol. Especially Slughorn, whether it's at a party or after giving a child an antidote for a potion. Right. You know what we could do right now? Drink. So it is kind of interesting that he's like, oh, I have wine, I have butterbeer, I have this mead. Well, I was going to give this to Dumbledore, but fuck him. <laughs> like, it seemed like a very quick shift. And I don't know how, maybe you can put shed some light on this, I don't know how Slughorn ended up getting the poison mead, but that is something that Draco planted there in order to try to kill Dumbledore. Yes, so I'm just assuming that that's just something Draco figured out how to do to get to Slughorn. And I'm thinking about how Slughorn decided on the mead or whatever, and I'm like, that's probably what he wanted at the time. He went through and was like, that sounds good, I'll do that, I'll just get mm. something else for Dumbledore. Yeah, you know? that makes sense. Obviously, this was planted by Malfoy for Dumbledore. He didn't plant it for Slughorn or for, you know, a happy accident where Slughorn gives it to Harry Potter. Like, it was poisoned to be in Slughorn's stores because it was going to be for Dumbledore. But I don't actually know that it's ever explained how it gets it to Slughorn so that it's in his office and poison. Interesting. Okay. I mean, I would hope that it does because, I mean, that's the other thing is the whole thing with the necklace earlier. Yeah. We obviously very clearly see Draco's approach with the Vanishing Captain. Yeah. But the fact that he's doing all these other things in the background try to still get to the end goal is pretty interesting to me. This is almost like his sole focus. Yeah. 
I wonder how his grades are. Yeah, seriously. But end of the day, because now this is where Slughorn's like, oh my god, what the fuck? What is happening? Like, I've never seen anything like this. I don't think you would immediately think, oh my gosh, the mead's been poisoned. It yeah. almost seems like if I were in Slughorn's shoes, I'd be like, something about the mead has counter-reacted with the anecdote in a weird way. Yeah. I don't think that Slughorn is a useless person. I don't think Slughorn was wrong the way he reacted. He was not prepared for that to happen. I do really feel bad for Slughorn in this moment. Me too. Obviously, he was going to be framed no matter what, but now in this way of like, what does it look like for Slughorn giving a student this? So luckily, the fact that Harry learned all about Bezoars earlier than this chapter, he yeah. was able to save his friend. Yeah, and he does. Lucky for us, we'll always have Harry Potter to save the day. What's your game? We are going to give more fun background about what goes on during the apparition lessons. Oh my gosh. I don't know why, but my brain immediately was like, Tara's going to say hide and seek. You know, I hate this game, but we're doing it. One word at a time. Oh boy. Yay! I don't think you've ever signed this name before. No, I haven't. It's always me who does it. I'm really bad at it, so... Tara's trying some new things. Very specifically, we're just going to basically talk about what happens in the apparition. Yeah, but the things that we don't read about, because there are lots of students there, and we only focus on, apparently, the Hufflepuffs. Yeah! And Harry and Draco. Seriously, the Ravenclaws don't exist in this series. Yeah. Unless Luna's there. She's not a six-year yet. That's right. All right, who should begin? You're going to begin. Professor? Tofty. Isn't? Oh, it's not Tofty. Let's <laughs> try this again, because I actually would like to go a different direction. Okay. okay. So don't start with Professor? You can start with Professor. Professor! Flitwick is <laughs> apparently invisible, like in students. Uh. <laughs> you said is, didn't you? Yes. Okay. Bringing? Sexy. Back. <laughs> Is that the direction you wanted to go? Let's go. <laughs> I feel like we, we just had to make that statement known. <laughs> now we're into it. Now we're in apparition. That's my word. Is not easy. Everyone tries spinning, but nobody understands what to do. Wilkie sucks. He says three. D's are best, but that's clearly it. So everyone continues trying spinning until they splinch. Students are not pleased because this instructor sucks dicks. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I really want it to be like, which is consequently one of the D's. Just, that would have been challenging. Consequently, all of the D's. Yes, dicks, dicks, dicks. <laughs> Those are the three D's of apparition. Don't you forget it. Honestly, though, Professor Flitwick is bringing sexy back. I'm a movie. Yes. Ron is cute. Ron is cute. Okay, like, literally Rupert Grint. It's so good. He's so good. Yes. Also, there's, like, the moon and me is playing in the background in my head as he's playing <laughs> the moon. La, 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 la. And Ron is like, that's so beautiful. It's That's so from beautiful. Adam Family, the musical. The musical. Adam's Family. 
Adam family. <laughs> I, listen. Adam we, family is this 90s sitcom about me and just me <laughs> in my life living with three cats. <laughs> living with three cats. And lots of weed. And then some bitch named Tara comes over sometimes. And yeah. We do a podcast. Oh, wait. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's really great. They go to Slughorn's office, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of really fun... Wait, hold on. Before we do talk about that, let's talk about how there's this weird thing... Oh, yeah, where Harry asks... Because we actually didn't talk about how Harry comes in and kind of, like, starts to ask Slughorn about Horcruxes the same way Tom Riddle did, but he doesn't actually know what Horcruxes are in the movie because we talked about that last episode. They, they like, blocked that out as well. And it's, verbatim. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I don't know what it's called because he doesn't because they literally don't give him the term Horcrux yet. And he's literally word for word, and you see, like, Slughorn is very, like, Like, no, what the fuck? The fuck? This is, like, deja vu. Yeah. It, I mean, it's literally deja yeah. vu. And then Slughorn's like, GTFO, and then you see Harry. Oh, wait, we can't talk about how he tells one girl, don't forget your mouse tail. Oh, right, this one girl has, like, a freaking mouse tail. And, and she, she comes back and picks it up, and we're like, what the fuck? And she's like, I was trying to leave that there. I didn't want to clean that up. Yeah, they were like, we finally killed Skinny Dick. <laughs> That girl killed Skinny Dick. She's like, I don't want this. Yeah, I don't want this. This is getting garbage. So yeah, all of that happens, and then it cuts. It's like we're looking through the little like port key. Like yeah, no, like, not port key. Port key <laughs> through, through the little portal, like yeah. like the fucking guy at the Wizard of Oz who's like, you yeah, know, you can't come in. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that thing's called. There's a yeah. name for it. But and Harry's just standing there, and that's Slughorn's like, oh yeah, hang on a second, I have to do something. And you hear like rummaging or something. Yeah. And then it cuts to Ron being in love. With the moon. <laughs> right. And also Ramil Devane. And also, yes. So that whole like little extra scene, it's almost like they tried to do a creative cut. But when I was it's watching weird. it, it made me feel like they left something in that shouldn't be there anymore. It, you know? it looks, yeah, now that you're thinking about it, I'm like, this is actually very weird. Yeah. Even when we were watching it with Ron and stuff, when all of that was happening, instead of punching Harry, he like throws something on the ground or he has like a little like a little tiny hissy fit when Harry isn't taking it seriously. I love the whole thing. It really is. It makes Ron so lovable. It makes me want to be in love really bad. (laughs) Because he looks so happy and stuff. So make you a love potion is what you're saying. Well, but I don't want to be in love with you. No offense. Okay. I'm already in love with you. Okay. I want to be in love with somebody who... I can also make you the anecdote with my incredible potion skills that you know I And then I'm going to have to drink some poison mead. I mean, if that's the trajectory you're looking for, I don't know how to make poison because I am clearly not a dark wizard. Well, I do have mead brewing. I'm attempting to make mead. Oh my God. I love that. It's very, very pressurized. So I'm scared to open it up, but I'm trying. So hopefully it is. That sounds delightful. But there's a lot of honey in there and some yeast and some blackberries. I do want to mention as they transition into the next thing where they go back to see Slug run through his little porthole. Maybe it's called a porthole. Is that what it's called? I don't know. We're calling it a porthole, Ashley knows. (laughs) Ashley will tell us. (laughs) There is a transition of like the little card with her mills of vein blowing kisses and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like that fucking bitch. Right. So they get there. And it does move pretty quickly. Like, Slughorn's, like, right on it. The anecdote is this pink liquid. I'm like, ooh, I bet that tastes like strawberries. Oh, I hope so. Hope it doesn't taste like shit. Because <laughs> it does make Ron, you like, that's what I was talking about in the movie. Like, the transition of love potion to anecdote. Oh. And you see, like, the love drain out of him. And he's like, what happened to me? And it's so sad. I like, know. it really does show. And he does such a good job at it. <laughs> 
literally like this is Rupert Grint's movie, which is hard when the movie is supposed to actually be about Snape and also he's sharing a fucking screen with Jim Broadbent. Yeah. Those two in the movie, sorry Alan Rickman, who's an incredible movie as well, but Rupert Grint is awesome yes. in this movie. It <laughs> is, although when they're giving Snape things like, hey, interject in the middle of the party and be like Dumble says Right. He's on vacation. Like <laughs> he's on vacation. <laughs> That all happens, and then the whole thing with the mead happens very fast. I mean, it is extremely fast-paced. Boom, he's pouring the mead, and then Ron starts foaming at the mouth a little bit. That's when it is very, very yeah. frantic. And Harry's like, can you do something? And so Corn is literally frozen He's like in shock, yeah. which I do not blame him whatsoever. It's like what we talked about in the book. The music between that and cutting back between the three of them, because Slughorn's like, uh, what the fuck is happening? Ron Harry's, is dying. Ron is dying, and then... <laughs> Harry's like rifling through the drawers and stuff. Now, it's a shame that we didn't get the Beezor scene previously because yeah. that adds so much rich Because, context. I mean, we do, you just have to think back to the fucking Beezor scene in the first goddamn movie. That's um, true. Ultimately, I don't like the scene in the potions classroom and that weird little transition. That is awful. But once we start seeing Ron, it moves so fast and it's so good. And actually, even when it finished, this is one of those times where it's hard to stop watching the movie because we briefly saw Ron in the hospital wing and I'm like, oh, I want to keep watching. Right. Also, they added this in the movie, but I like it. It's like Ron is conscious for a second. He's like, these girls are going to kill me. I think it's funny for the movie. I love it. Oh, yeah, that's kind of fun, too, which I do like Uh that because we don't get the lavender moment, but that kind of acknowledges it. Here's the thing. Yes, you might have to, like, fiercely apologize to Lavender, but I feel like if Lavender really, like, cares about you that much, and who knows? They talk about it in the book, especially being a lot of making out, so maybe it's not that deep. I mean, I think she does, but but she's a kid, and... They don't understand what the fuck they're doing. I'd like to think that if Lavender, who, what, let's talk about those two being like the couple of like young actors that are doing the most. In oh this yeah, they're doing so much. I have a feeling that Lavender would understand. And then Lavender can go beat Ramilda's ass. Right? Although I don't really know who would win in that fight. I don't know. It could go either way, honestly. It really could. That's what we needed in the movie. We need more fights at Hogwarts. <laughs> That's what I really missed from high school. Points. <laughs> Okay, I am giving plus 20 to Harry because he saved the day, even though he listened to Ron. <laughs> Here's the thing. We love Ron. This is, even though it's not a great Ron for chapter. Even though it's not a great Ron for chapter. Even though it's not a great chapter for Ron. Something is very charming about Ron in this chapter. Oh, yeah. He doesn't get any points or anything, but the way I got into talking about that is basically saying that even though Harry took Ron's advice and just was like, hey, Sluggy, what's a Horcrux? And then Horcrux is like, get the fuck out. Does save did the day. Did you just say the Horcrux or did you say Slughorn? I don't know. <laughs> We're, this is the second episode. I'm getting tired. I really hope that you said the Horcrux. We got food. Horcrux. I'm ready to eat. He's got to get these points. Yeah, so plus three to Harry for all that. Plus five to Lavender because I felt really bad for her. Yeah. And plus five to Susan Bones because I felt bad for her. Whew. Yeah. Negative five to Wilkie Twycross. It sucks. It's not like the worst thing. The other person who loses points in this chapter is negative 30 from Ramil Devane because oh, yeah. she's a bitch. But Wilkie is just an awful professor. He's terrible. Yes. Next time, really? chapter two, 19, 19, which is Elf, elf Tales. Elf Tales. Elf Tales. Elf Tales. I feel like there's a song that Wait, goes with that. You could write it. Right now? No. I might need to workshop it. Okay, workshop. I'm workshop tired and hungry. Workshop your song. We'll hear it next time. Okay, so we'll see you then. Bye, friends. Oh, wait, and I think Brian's going to be here. 
Yeah. You know him. Brian. Basic Snitches is recorded and produced by Adam Bowers and Tara Corkery. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to rate us five stars on your listening app of choice and share us with all your other friends who love Harry Potter and getting drunk. Yes. Join our social media pages. Facebook, Instagram. I never update Twitter, but we have that. We do. Also email basicsnitches at gmail.com. We also now have a website, basicsnitches.com. And a Patreon, patreon.com slash basicsnitches. Join today and get exclusive content every week and be acknowledged in every single one of our episodes. Tarantalegra, dance bitch. I see you new friends who don't make me dance for nothing. Yeah, they ain't gonna come, honey. We out!